You're listening to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Lexington podcast. Take a moment to center yourself in this space and enjoy this week's sermon. Hear now a story that comes to us from the Sufi tradition, the stream. A stream from its course in the far-off mountains, passing through every kind and description of countryside, at last reached the sands of the desert. Just as it had crossed every other barrier, the stream tried to cross this one, but found that as fast as it ran into the sand, its waters disappeared. It was convinced, however, that its destiny was to cross this desert, and yet there was no way. Now a hidden voice coming from the desert itself whispered, the wind crosses the desert and so can the stream. The stream objected, but the wind can fly. And this is why it could cross a desert. The whisper continued, by hurtling in your own accustomed way you cannot get across. You will either disappear or become a marsh. You must allow the wind to carry you over to your destination. How could this happen? By allowing yourself to be absorbed in the wind. This ideal is not acceptable to the stream. After all, it had never been absorbed before. It did not want to lose its individuality. And once having lost it, how was one to know that one's identity could ever be regained? The wind, said the sand, performs this function. It takes up the water, carries it over the desert, and lets it fall again. Stream said, how can I know this is true? It is so, and if you do not believe it, you cannot become more than a quagmire. But can I not remain the same stream that I am today? You cannot, in either case, remained so, the whisper said. When the stream heard this, echoes began to arise in its thoughts. Dimly, it remembered a state in which it, or some part of it, had been held in the arms of the wind. The stream raised its vapor into the welcoming arms of the wind, which gently and easily bore upwards and along letting it fall softly as rain once they reached the roof of the mountain, many, many miles away, where it then became a river. Thank you, Reverend Brian. Why? 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 Why, why, why do you come here week after week? By clicking on the Zoom link or showing up at Clay's Mill Road, there are no door prizes. There's not going to be a balloon drop. Taylor Swift is booked elsewhere, and Elvis has left the building. 
yet still you come. I think it's a good thing that the time for all ages came before the sermon. That way, I have an idea why you come. I'm probably not going to last too long behind the pulpit. We learned from the um, time for all ages that we gather to be strengthened. Right? To weave our various parts together to find strength in the diversity. We learned that. We learned from the Sufi story that we do better by gathering together. We can do things we couldn't otherwise. The stream had to let itself be absorbed up. It had to listen to the wisdom of the sand and then trust in the wind. Much as we do when we come to community and take our rugged individualist selves and kind of check them at the door for the commonwealth. Anybody else like me who kind of has this fierce independence of thought and rugged individualist streak in them that needs to be reminded of that sometimes? That's partly why I come here to be reminded of that. We gather, we gather to create. In fact, I heard two or three of the kids tell me that, to create art, to create art, to create music. How many people come here to sing? Or hear great singing? Or hear great percussion? Where's Leela? Sometimes it's Glenn percussing. Sometimes we percuss out there ourselves, but we come to create because what we can create here is more beautiful when we do it together. Why else did we say we came together? We came together because we feel safe here. And we don't always feel safe in other spaces. Even just saying what we believe would put us at some risk, but showing up as we are with whom we love would put others of us at great risk. It is a safe place for us. May it always be so. Can I get an amen? Amen. We gather to be comforted and to comfort others. Every single week, every week, someone here is grieving something. And every week, there's someone else here to provide solace, a simple act of kindness, a chat on Zoom. I am so sorry. Or a hug or five minute listening out there in the, the foyer because we care. And we know that sometimes we are the comforter and sometimes we are the comforted. This has been a tough three years. There's been a lot to grieve 
And among those griefs are lives lost. And we come together to mourn. Friends, siblings, neighbors, spouses. We do it because we need one another. We need to be consoled. We need to celebrate the life that was and to reimagine what life will be like afterward. We do that in community. There are other things that we mourn or grieve, like the taking away of rights of some people or the threat of that the right for people to marry, the right for people to have reproductive health, the right for justice for all, the right for some to even exist. So we come together, not just to mourn or to, to say, woe is me, we come together to work. <laughs> we gather, we gather to make a difference. And be clear, this is not easy work. <laughs> I told you there's no balloons coming. There's no cocktail party a lot of times. But we still have fun sometimes. And we still celebrate sometimes. Like a couple of weeks ago, when we celebrated an ill-advised, or shall I say, evil attempt to alter the state's constitution. And many of you, many of us worked and celebrate History landing on the right side on that. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. Not all of us could work in the same ways. I, for example, could not vote against it. There's something about living in Ohio. That, <laughs> this voter suppression thing has gone way too far. <laughs> I mean, I can't even, an Ohio citizen like me can't even vote in Kentucky yet. Um, but I could and did write a letter to the editor that was published in the local paper. So each of us can do something. And that's why we gather. Because together we can do things that we can't all do individually. Oh yeah, there's another reason we gather. <clears throat> it's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we gather really because we want to learn from another. The kids told us that. And we learn from another when we get to know one another. And that's not always that easy to do in this particular hour. There's a lot of great things that happen this hour, but getting to know one another is not as easy, is it? So someday, I hope soon, there'll be coffee regularly and potlucks regularly, but those few times when, when we have gathered after the service, and I've only been here for three months or less, it's magical. And I've determined that coffee is still possible. And by the way, coffee is not coffee. No. Coffee is a euphemism for conversation. Are there people here who like coffee? And people here who don't like coffee? Doesn't matter. Coffee is a euphemism for conversation, for real, genuine conversation, and we can still do that. 
Two of us can get, can get together and do that. Bunches of us can get together. And I am announcing the breaking news, Brian. This is breaking news to Brian, too. <laughs> <laughs> I am announcing the opportunity to have coffee with the intern. That's me. And we can have that coffee at a coffee shop, or we can have that coffee over Zoom, because I do live in Cincinnati most of the time. We can have it one-on-one, -on -one, we can have it several of us, and there will be an announcement in one of the coming e-newses, which is why you should always read the e-news, for how to schedule coffee with me. If you don't have coffee with me, I encourage you to have coffee with somebody every week or so. One of the kids said, I come so I can meet new people, get to know people I already know better. Want to have coffee with me, Jack? All right, got my first coffee date. <laughs> it is important that we gather. It's important that we know one another and not just during this particular hour of the week. There was an omen. It was written in this book here. I found it in Brian's office. Maybe you've seen it before. Uh, Matthew 18, Matthew 20, verse 18. When two or more are gathered, I will be there among them. Here's the UU version. If there is a God, and I know that for some of you, you know the answer to this, and some are on the yay, it's so, and some on the nay, it's not so. Some of us are in between. <laughs> and we all can gather here together. Amen? I mean, that's part of it, right? We all can gather together regardless of whether where we stand on that really big question. My take, my take on this is, is there a spiritual one? If there's a God, and I'm not taking a stand right now, then they are here. Right now. Among us, in the sanctuary, in the Zoom sanctuary. Why wouldn't God be here? I look into Jesse's eyes, or to Jack's eyes, or Pat's eyes, and I see another soul. I see a window to my own soul, I see a window to the divine. We gather to be a part of this. And it's so important we do. So for those of you who see God, and those of you who don't, stay in community with one another. Because the divine is here and now. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.ucl.org, where you can find more information about our grounds, staff, and upcoming events. You can also subscribe to our e-news there and learn about our virtual service offerings. We'll see you next week.